0: Welcome to The One Podcast. Own your potential and own your worth. This is the podcast that gives you access to the world's top mentors, people who have inspired and guided me to believe that anything is possible. These are the people that give you the rubber meets the road, how-to information that I wish I would have always had when I was thinking about starting, growing, or scaling my venture. These are the people that help us believe that one person with a clear vision and committed heart can change the world. I'm Ingrid Vanderbilt, your host. Now let's get started. Hi, everybody! Welcome, welcome, welcome to a very, very special segment here today on the One Billionaire Strong podcast: Own Your Potential and Own Your Worth. Today, we are here with Lisa Luckett, and Lisa, I am so honored to have this time with you today. I can't wait for everybody to learn all about you, but thank you so much for being here.
1: Ah, oh, I'm honored, Ingrid. So nice to see you and everybody.
0: It's so good to see you. You know, I love when we spend time together and I can't wait to spend time together here very soon.
1: I hear you. I do. It's the best. I can't get enough. I can't get enough IV.
0: I can't get enough Lisa. I know. I know.
1: Mutual admiration society. My father would call that.
0: (laughs) Oh, aren't we so blessed. We are so blessed.
1: We truly are.
0: Well, everyone, uh, you know, Lisa just has this amazing story, and um, I, I'm just going to read a little bit about her background and then share with you why it was so important for me to uh, have Lisa on the show, and I was so honored that she accepted. But before I go into that, I want to tell you a little bit about Lisa. Lisa, if that's okay, I'm actually going to read it so I, I do it a little bit of justice. <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm honored. <laughs> uh, Lisa Luckett, his voice of reason admits, admits amidst the chaos. For the past 15 years, she has extensively studied and analyzed the human condition from macro to micro, local to global, personal to cultural. She brings her vast life experience and the wisdom gained from delving in and dissecting personal traumas, events, and life situations to better understand her world and the people in it. And everyone, hold on. This is really, uh, I can't wait for you to hear more of this story because this has led her to a deep and exponential understanding of our American culture, our global neighbors, and the possible trajectories of our future. With a decade by decade analysis of social trends and behaviors we can better understand our current social environment and project our potential future options. Will we be brilliant or will we be broken? Now, before I share with you a little bit more about Lisa's background, uh, the reason that I really wanted Lisa to be here, and again, Lisa, thank you for accepting, is because not only is Lisa just this amazing global leader in her own right, but the thing, one of the things, there are many things that inspire me about Lisa, but one of the things that just really stands out to me is the tragedy of 9-11 that all of us went through, but very, very few of us uh, knew somebody or really had a loved one that uh, was, was affected by this. And Lisa lost her husband in 9-11 and out of that um, just horrific situation, um, really used this, leaned on this experience as an opportunity to really transform her own life into one of hope, of love, of possibility. And she's launched this amazing company that I'm about to tell you about but Lisa, thank you so much for allowing us to go there with you today. And uh, I know this is going to inspire so many people.
1: It's, as I say, I'm happy, happy to be here. I'd, all I want to do is share because, you know, we are not alone in this. We are definitely not alone. We are going through such parallel things all the time. So we can do this, we, EBW, we can do this. We're, we're on we the roll. We are doing this. We are, together. Doing, this. We are doing this together. Stronger together, for sure, yep.
0: See what I mean, everybody? I mean, this is the first yep. thing she says. So <laughs> let me just tell you, just a tad more about Lisa. Um, Lisa is the founder of Cosmina Enlightened Living. Cosmina is a lifestyle brand and a social movement based on the foundational elements of warmth, comfort care, consideration, grace, and decency. It is about finding comfort through your six senses, being kind and considerate of others and connecting with like-minded people. Lisa has just released <laughs> her first book. And you have it there. I do, I do. The light in 9-11, shocked by kindness, healed by love. Lisa, can you hold that book? I up? would be
1: honored here.
0: There ah! it is. Yay! <laughs>
1: I know. Fresh off the press. You got it. Nobody is before you.
0: Lisa, this is so exciting. We're so proud of you.
1: Ah, oh, it's been so much fun. I can't recommend it high enough. To just go through the process, we can talk about that. We could talk for hours, but I don't want to distract.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, can we just jump into your story here? Let's go. Yeah. I mean, this is, uh, and I'm just going to say very transparently. How do you even talk about something like this? And I'm sure you know. Now we're in 2018, and this happened in 20, t- 2001, but. I can't even imagine that, um, you know, I can imagine that people say time heals all wounds, but, uh, just take us through this experience that you walked through. And, and I know you've written about on your website, but take us through what was going through your mind in, in 2001, when all of us were watching on television, what was happening with the world trade towers. And here you were at home with your children and what happened.
1: So I- the reason my story is a little different is because I was actually prepared in this twisted way for Teddy's death because he had walked down in 1993 in the first bombing. And because his mother was very worried about his health, she worried that he was having gonna have a heart attack all the time. So every time I saw her, so I ran his death through my mind a million times. I had already lived through terrorism once when no one else really paid attention to it. Everybody just swept it under the rug. So the morning of 9-11, I was, nursing a four-month-old. I had a four-year-old and a seven-year-old, so I was awash in motherhood and pretty cranky from it all. Um, but so the, the shock of 9-11, by the middle of that morning, um, once the initial you know, overwhelming shock of what was happening and the fire itself, which remember, we all thought it was a fire first. Right. You know, that's a piece that gets skipped over. No one in a million years thought those buildings were going to collapse. So The fire aspect is where I had my head for the first hour and a half while we were watching it, or hour or so. So um, anyway, you know, what's interesting about this story is while I was immersed in the shock of it losing Teddy, I couldn't get my head around that. Like I'm watching his death, theoretically, right? And I I had watched the first one, and there was no smoke outside the buildings in 93.
0: So to watch the buildings. You talk about this moment when you were still calculating which floor he was on. He was with Cantor Fitzgerald. Uh, you were thinking, oh my gosh, the, the smoke bite might be rising up to the floors that he was on, I believe, uh, if I'm remembering this correctly. Right. And then it wasn't until the moment that the towers actually collapsed. And somebody thought, called you and thought it was the South Tower. And you said, no, and thank God he's in the North Tower. And then the North Tower collapsed. Right. And as that collapsed, you, you talk about just saying, goodbye, Teddy. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. going through Yeah,
1: that. Yeah, we, you know, it's, I, because I'd had that first experience, when I saw the black smoke from the second bombing, the second time in 2001, I, I knew they were gone. I really did. But you don't give up hope. Like, of course, you're in that moment, so you can't give up hope. You're hoping the fire department gets there. You're hoping at all you know, that they are actually rescuable but in the truth of your knowing, you kind of look at the, the odds. Um, so watching it through the morning and then to see the tower collapse, yeah, it was, it was, he was gone. And almost within minutes, I mean, that was this literally, um, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry. Telephones. What are we doing with landlines? Um, watching, you know, I was in this surreal moment of numbness and so much so watching Ted and all of the friends that had amassed at my house were so in agon- so agonized over just the fear factor, the shock of it all. Ted losing Ted and all the other people. I was in the event with them. Gosh. I couldn't really get my head around Ted. Do you know what I mean? So I was experiencing 9-11 as an American.
0: Wow. Yes, wow. yes. Because well, and you mentioned yeah. something too about how because of what was happening in your house with all of these people that just started coming over and uh, that, that you kicked into gear of, you've almost got to take care of your kids and all of them.
1: Right. Well, so you know, we all have the fight or flight reflex. Turns out I'm a fighter, but I got, should have known she. that <laughs> warrior woman. So, and become more so every day. But um, so I had to focus, it all became very simple. It was about my kids and getting them through it. And I had two life experiences of watching different families close to me and how they handled death. And I knew that we weren't going down those roads. I knew. There was so much I knew in those moments. You know, The shock of pain, well, pain itself and the shock of trauma is actually an open vortex. You get so much information that comes in. And if you are at all on your feet, if you're all grounded, you're going to receive it. So by the middle of the morning, I, I swear I felt Ted propping me up and I realized that everybody was so upset and because it had happened to me they were reacting so I didn't have to right mm-hmm. so I was in this really interesting kind of offensive position so I was watching everyone take the emotion I was numb and in outer space anyway so but very very clear like I remember seeing the dust particles dancing in the sunlight and in the windows I can remember it very heightened, heightened awareness and realizing that the only, I wanted to help everyone so much. I'm a helper. I'm somebody that's going to take care of you. That's my nature. Um, the only way I could help them was to let them, let them help me. And this voice of knowing a
0: aha for you, a like, huge aha.
1: Like right. I didn't want that. <laughs> I was like raised you in the sixties, seventies and eighties. I'm a woman of the, you know, an I am woman. No, you know, it was a very, very bitter pill to swallow. But the minute I accepted it and I literally shifted and it's just going from here to here, you're just shifting, right? Perspective. The minute I shifted and I walked through that door of allowance, I was flooded. I'm not getting flooded with this overwhelming sense of gratitude and humility and love that literally stayed with me. And from that moment on, I could not stop seeing the positive in everything.
0: Wow, it was given man. to me. Yes. That is, I mean, talk about a divine gift and all of that. May I I ask you, because there are people listening to this, there are people watching that. I mean, even myself, I mean, my gosh, you know, we we all have these moments when we think there is no way that I am emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, physically going to make it out of this. Like I'd rather just die. It feels that horrible. Did you ever have Those moments yourself, or did your you know you said you'd been preparing for years, you know after the the ninety three attack, which by the way I remember that one very clearly too, because my father's colleague was the CEO of the company who built the structure that held the towers up. Wow,
1: the skeleton, the exoskeletal structure. Yes,
0: yes, yes. So, um, did you ever have those moments yourself? Because I'm listening to your story and. Um, I'm just again going to be transparent. There's no way to say it, but I'm listening to you thinking. Any of us listening have no excuse not <laughs> to take a challenging moment and look for the beauty in that. I mean, right. did you have those kind of moments yourself?
1: It's, it's such a good question because this is where we're going with this. Because trauma is almost a daily event now, right? Big trauma, collective trauma, shootings, and and hurricanes and nature and man-made, it's becoming, um, we're almost desensitized to how much it's happening. And we're only desensitized as long as it's not personal for us. And what's happening is more and more of the world is getting personal experience. So 9-11 is one of the, uh, the unique ones in the sense that it just was a personal connection for so many people. I mean, if you take the megalopolis, which I love that word, which is from Boston to Washington, which is about 50 million people maybe one to two degrees of separation, everyone in that population pretty much knew someone who was affected or died by, within the, the attacks of 9-11. So you're, 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 the question of can you rise to the challenge, the answer is absolutely. What I did was not analytical. It was completely from the heart because you shift into this place of survival. And we have to trust ourselves. We have everything we need. But we in our culture have not been really taught, certainly to trust what we know, right? We're not taught to look inside. We're taught to look outside of ourselves for validation, mm. outside of ourselves for happiness. We actually have everything we need. We just have to trust ourselves. But that's kind of that's kind of a big bite for people who are going through that. I understand. And I've been through a lot of, I mean, I've done nothing but process this for 17 years. So if I seem a little emotionally disconnected, it's because it it's really about the struggle right it's really about seeing your struggle as your your opportunity for learning and to Uh reframe struggle reframe pain leaning into it and ultimately studying it because that's Um, where it all is
0: lisa if you will allow us here you've just provided us a beautiful segue to pause here and and take a break uh please come back and join us with Lisa Lindemann Luckett we are talking with her about uh, her book as well the light in 9-11 shocked by kindness healed by love and we're going to talk about her company Cosmina but the next section we're going to talk about confidence and Lisa this is where I would love to just dig in a little bit deeper about what you're just talking about here about really uh, looking at your struggle as your opportunity for learning so thank you so much Lisa we'll see you in the next segment everybody come on back Thank you again for listening to The One Podcast. Once again, I am your host, Ivy. If you enjoyed today's episode and would love to hear more, be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Anchor, where you can listen to new episodes. Be sure to leave us a review and let us know what you think. For more information about myself or the Empowering a Billion Women by 2020 Movement Initiative, visit EBW2020. Our hashtag is 1BillionStrong. Until next time... See you then.